0: back to the Stormcrow Comic Cast Volume 3, Issue 4. I'm Ruben G. I'm Kevin Merrill. Previously in The Superior Spider-Man, the mental connection between Otto and Peter continues to grow. As Otto prepares to confront the Vulture, Peter enters his memories and sees an early Sinister Six hideout from a very different perspective. Meanwhile, Otto tracks down the Vulture and attempts to dissuade him from his life of crime, by offering an enormous sum of money from one of his many hidden bank accounts. But after discovering the Vulture's minions are but child runaways, the offer is rescinded and battle is joined. High above the city, out of web fluid, and in a deadly chokehold, the superior Spider-Man faces likely death. At the last moment, Otto flashes on the Spider-Signal on the police department roof, blinding Vulture... And sending them both plummeting down into a crash of glass and blood, Carly, having witnessed the crash, presses Spider-Man on the need for such force. Otto tries to explain the necessity of the act, but Carly remains unconvinced. her suspicions of Otto's identity growing: I give you an A plus on your reports. Hey, you, you pass go. the class.. Go. Blind colors.:
1: it's Been a while. It's been a while since we've uh, sat down in front of a couple microphones microphones. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit of time. Yeah. I think
0: I, I sort of needed to previously catch up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: July 4th happened. Uh, I, I did a concert in New Jersey, yeah, saw yeah. a concert in Washington, D.C., just a bunch of stuff. Uh, kind of kept us away for a little while, but we're back in full swing. Uh, obviously, issue four of Superior Spider-Man. Um, and
0: let's talk about
1: this cover a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, this is definitely from uh, Spidey's point of view, uh, and you can kind of see his,
0: uh, his hands out, um, sort of defensively almost, he's kind of holding his hands out against, uh this gun toting maniac
1: <laughs> yes yeah he's uh he's he's scarred up he's got some sort of metal plate on you know half of his his cranium there yeah. uh, looks like uh, Spidey may, might be in a little bit of a tough situation just yeah. judging by this cover
0: yeah he, he kind of reminds me of uh, from pre Preacher, Air Star. He's got this scarring sort of on one side of his face. Not exactly alike, uh, but he's, he's carrying some heavy weaponry, uh, sort of more reminiscent of the Punisher, if anything.
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's got a couple of bandoliers. Uh, going on he, he obviously he's got the two guns in his hands but he's also got another strapped around this guy is ready for a fight that is right yeah. um, and other than that that's basically all that's going on in this cover It's a plain black uh, background but I think it, it I think the image works though yeah. I, I enjoy this cover Um so I guess we're gonna find out what this guy's all about in this issue and, and if if Spidey really is getting into a tough situation with him.
0: Yeah, the aggressive approach. <laughs> sort of the title <laughs> of this this one. You know, uh we start off with uh Otto, you know, dressed as Spidey uh on a building top, uh contemplating, you know, the time he's spent as Peter Parker, as Spider-Man. And um Really doesn't think much of Pete, you know, just, you know, he calls him a a man of limited vision, no plans, no schemes, just blindly going from one thing to the next. That will not be me. And of course, at the moment, you know, just all these little spider bots crawling around.
1: Yeah, they're on top of him, on top of, you know, uh, walls behind him, some sort of water tower type object there that they're crawling all over, climbing down the the building that he's staying on top of. He's got a bunch of these little guys around now.
0: yeah, yeah. It really is sort of super villainesque, his little pets, his minions oh, crawling yeah. about around him.
1: Yeah, and as far as, you know, the sheer number of these things, uh, they're not all in this scene, but going by his uh, narration here, most spiders have eight eyes. As of tonight, thanks to my spider-bots, I shall have 8,000. Yeah. So I guess he's got a thousand of these things crawling or, around. Or,
0: you know, I was kind of playing around with this in my head. They, when you look at the spider-bots, they appear to have four eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe he's got like two thousand of them now and he's yeah. doing some quick math. Or maybe I'm just overthinking it like usual. <laughs> but um the the next page is this sort of montage of uh Superior Spider-Man going and kicking criminals' butts. Yeah. And um, you know, it really seems like not only is he perhaps more efficient than peter was that he's he's solving more crimes he's stopping more uh, terrible incidents um but uh his rep- reputation might be getting around too and um Sort of we go through, it looks like he's stopping at Diamond Heist, he's got the Vulture minions rounded mm-hmm. up, and then, of course, at the bottom, um, I, I think these guys have appeared before, but I can't remember their name, but the, the chick in the bunny outfit and, and her two friends um, immediately give up. It's just part of this montage, but they're, Im- they're committing some crime and, and immediately give up. Easy wall crawler, you got us, okay? We don't want to end up like Boomerang or the Vulture, all right? Smart move, rabbit. Yeah,
1: and and I've got to say, too, I kind of I kind of messed this one up a little bit the first time I read this. Because, you know, normally when you read a comic, you're reading from left to right and working your way down. But this montage, you're, you go from left to right across both pages and work your way down. Yeah. But I had read just this one page, and, you know, his narration's going on. I saw that it didn't really connect with the next part at the top left of the next Dude, page. I was like,
0: oops. I so. did the same thing, man. I had the same reaction. And I, I don't know if it's just... You know, the paneling was kind of poorly done. I think in the middle panel, uh, with the vultures being rounded up, you can see that on the, on the right page, you know, it's clearly Spider-Man or whatnot. And it just on the edge, his hand does go over into the left page. And yeah. so, you know, it does indicate, okay, this is one image on there. Um, but it wasn't enough for me to pick up the first time either. I was right. like, well, I'm missing something.
1: Because, you know, when I'm reading, I don't like to immediately look at, you know, the next page after what I'm going to read because I don't want to, you know.
0: Yeah. You um, don't want to accidentally spoil it or spoil, something. Yeah, yeah some, some little imagey catch yeah. that, that sort of indicates where the story's going. Yeah. So. And there's right. also a
1: kind of, uh, in the, in the, uh, behind these three, uh, or, or these panels here across both pages, you have uh, the uh, the skyline. Yeah. for New York City. And if you look, too, once again, on some of these buildings, yep. little spider bots crawling yep. all around.
0: Yep. So it is, It's like this two-page spread is sort of like as the superior Spider-Man is taking over the city, so to speak, you know, yeah. rounding up crime, uh, getting his eyes everywhere. So, you know, perhaps his increased efficiency uh, comes with some decision-making. I think Peter just couldn't decide not to help somebody. If something was going on, he had to just rip into it. There was no second thought. Uh, But a spider bot gives Otto an alert that there's a fire in progress. And Otto, instead of going after it, uh, has the call rerouted to the local fire department. And uh, Jedi ghost, you know, uh, Peter is sort of like, what, what are you doing? You're, <laughs> you're going the wrong way. And uh, Otto responds, I have places to be, and I've already done far more than my share. You know, Pete's uh, all like, you, you can't go by volume, you know, this right. is more important than that. And uh, interestingly here, um, we get Otto's sort of uh, internal monologue, nagging voice in my head, telling me to go back. Ignore it are more important things to do i have responsibilities so you know our, our discussion especially i think last episode was a lot on you know what they can hear of each other and experience of each other and so another little example here where perhaps the thoughts of peter are like a nagging voice in the back of auto's right thoughts, you know kind of interesting.
1: So he is he is uh reaching through to Otto and in some um some sort of ways, not right. directly uh, being able to talk to him and auto go, Oh, Hey, what's up, Peter? And let's have a conversation. But he is able to almost kind of work as a, um, I don't know, as a, as a conscious voice or a moral voice in the right. back of his head, you right. know, saying that, you know, maybe you should do this and, and, and maybe not do what you're about to do. Yeah. Um
0: But, of course, what he's about to do is is nothing particularly heinous. It's kind of awesome. Uh, Well, (laughs) for some people. (laughs) For for Otto, perhaps. Uh, You know, he's checking on Aunt May, who Mm. is at a therapy session. And um, you know, checking on her, seeing what the progress is, and just no problem saying excellent. You see, we'll have you up and around with uh, without that cane in no time. And um, the doctor, please be don't get the her hopes up. Um, but he's just sort of blindingly positive about it. And uh, you know, Aunt May is is loving you know all the attention she's getting from him. Yeah, but uh, briefly after. He goes to talk to her doctor. Well, um, should we should we talk about this? No, little? this is good. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of slipped by it. But. All right.
1: Um, basically, what I was getting at before we cut to this scene um, was was this little uh, conversation that Peter's pretty much having with himself at this point allowed for the for the reader saying, OK, I was worried about you and MJ, but now May. You were, you were really weirding me out here. Because if comic readers will remember, uh, in the past, Doc Ock has kind of had a thing for Aunt May. Okay. So for him to check up on her, it can be taken in that way that he's trying the, to, the, you, trying to check Octobius
0: up on her. was romantically in, interested in yes. Aunt May? Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, you, you're the uh, expert this time. Well... <laughs> So yeah, no doubt that is kind of weird and creepy, I right? Guess. Which, yeah, which yeah. is
1: why Peter makes those remarks, saying, "Okay, you're really starting to weird me out because yeah. th- there is that previous history."
0: That ma- that makes a lot of sense. I was sort of taking it that uh, he just wasn't ready for Otto to be sensitive and like how he had been sensitive with MJ and was willing to. Call oh, he doesn't off. want
1: him to be sensitive, you know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, just well, Certainly, in, the, in this light, not in the context you, know? you were you yeah. were thinking about though your your innocent context. He's yeah. he's got some. Uh,
0: it's a. It's a little bit wrong. <laughs> He's got some motives
1: outside of what you were picking up on. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you shared that. Um, anyway, he, he goes to talk to the doctor and is, you know, trying to get an idea about, you know, her prognosis and uh, what their plan of action is to get her walking again. Um, doctor, a word. What kind of surgery can we do to make my aunt walk again? We've been through this, Mr. Parker. May's too old for radical surgery. The cane is her best option. And then uh, I love this last panel. Very dark, shadowed eyes, a crinkled brow, as, um, you know, Peter says, or Otto says, thank you for your opinion, doctor. Yeah. And and just obviously not thinking of it. And I think there are a few times throughout this issue where we see, you know, uh, Otto without the mask and just very dark, you know, shadows under his eyes, looking very menacing. And um, I don't really think he's too pleased with uh, what this doctor's about. And uh, he gets right to work on it back at Horizon Labs, you know. Um, we click. How may I assist you, doctor? I require neurocircuitry, hydraulic pumps, and coffee. Lots of coffee. This will be a long build. And, uh, you know, another one of these mad scientist moments looking over his shoulder as he's wielding together or welding, pardon, different, you know, items and, uh, you know, in the trench coat or trench coat in the lab coat, pardon me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and there's another
1: one of these moments with Peter where he's, he's referencing this, yeah. this sort of interest in May. Um, he he's, you know, he's, he's going to work on, on this invention. He says another weld there. Good. Almost done. Ah, Parker, if you could see me now. You're about to get
0: credit for another one of my ingenious inventions. To which Peter responds Trust me, Doc. After MJ and now May, the only thing that'd make me happy is if you were building a robot girlfriend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Doc Ox just after all the women in Peter's life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Touching a nerve there, obviously. Yeah. Finished. Phone call Max Modell. And uh, Max shortly arrives. Mr. Parker, what's this all about? A new invention, a revolutionary one. Peter, you understand I'm the head of Horizon Labs. I'm not used to being summoned. We have procedures. Before reaching me, all projects are to be run by a fellow member of your think tank. And then I think it's Uatu here. Uh, like the guy next door? Hello. <laughs> And uh, kind of funny, the uh, uh, which we call the living brain. Watu Jackson, Max Modell, greetings, care for a tasty beverage, or click. <laughs> sort of the butler here. <laughs> and he, he shows his new revelen- revolutionary invention, a new lightweight exo-limb with a neuro interface grafted to the spine and brain. The injured will walk again. The first trial, of course, will be with my Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> human trials? What are you, Dr. Frankenstein? And he kind of a neat contraption. It sort of looks like a belt. With a sort of a, a harness that would go around somebody's leg, and then you know, these crazy wires or whatever, which I assume are the neuro interface grafted to the spine and brain. So, an ingenious contraption, a little bit creepy. They're gonna right. put an exoskeleton and shove wires into the brain and spine so she'll control them. Um, but but we we have this. Kind of funny moment. What are you, Dr. Frankenstein? That's Dr. Peter Parker. You'll do well to remember that. And then uh, Peter just loving it. Oh, here it comes. This is going to be good. (laughs) Actually, and this is Max Modell speaking. Actually, it's Mr. Peter Parker. I'm familiar with your resume. On top of everything today, Peter, don't inflate your credentials. What? That can't be right. Accessing memories and he actually says accessing memories and what to is like, what? He's lost it. <laughs> that Peter says, and once again, out loud, high school, college, high school, college, grad school, a credit short and no thesis. I, I never know. I won't stand for this. And he just starts smashing, you know, the exoskeleton yeah. and storms off, just storms off, realizing, of course, that Peter never Completed his doctorate.
1: Yeah. And his, his internal monologue says, you know, I received my doctorate by the time I was 16. Parker, what have you done with your life? I refuse to live in a world without my well-earned title. So he's all been out of shape about this whole doctor Dill.
0: Yeah. The, the, the expression on his face as he storms out, like biting his lip, his, his brow all furled, like totally funny. Yeah. And then and then a uh, uh, living brain comes back. uh tastier beverage. Tastier, Watu says. Added sugar. Humans like sugar. <laughs> not, I just was he's, trying. he's trying. You know, he's, he's trying, to, trying to be courteous. That's right. So another Batman esque moment here. Ravencroft. This is totally like it's, Arkham Asylum, yeah. right? It's got the gate over there. It's all sort of an old gothic-looking building. Oh, it's yeah. all dark and it's foggy and there's dead trees with no leaves. And <laughs> Hey, man, every comic book wants to be the bat. Yes, know? that's true. That's true. Um, the next panel is a close-up of somebody's eyeball being scanned and a sort of electric voice perhaps saying, Access Granted. And um, we get this female doctor uh, walking with an armed guard. Uh, Don't get it, doc. Why does this inmate spook you so much? I mean, we got all kinds of superhuman crazies locked up here. The massacre? He's got no powers. He's just a guy. And uh, the doctor's saying, you're wrong. He's actually less than human. Marcus Lyman's brain is physically damaged. He's incapable of assigning any value to human life. The door, Mr. Seaborn, and uh, the guard standing by this locked door. Yes, ma'am. The man's the highest functioning sociopath I've ever seen. Seaborne? And her eyes aghast as she looks in the cell, a padded cell, with a dead man. There yeah. is a dude in there, in his underwear and socks, brain splattered against the padded walls. If that's Seaborne, then... And then immediately, the guard who is standing by the door is Marcus Lyman, snapping the neck of the other guard, mm-hmm. tossing him aside.
1: Doctor Kafka. Is that, is that how you would pronounce yeah, yeah, like Kafka? Kafka. Or, Kafka? Or, yeah. Doctor Kafka. Yeah. Kafka. 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 I kind of like Dr. coffee,
0: Dr. cough, Dr. caffeinated,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Kafka. Stop. Your psychobabble isn't going to work on me. I, I know Marcus, but I also know you're a man of logic and you keep your word. So hear me out, you need me to get out of here. No, that's not true. Dr. Ashley Kafka. I don't need all of you. And And the scene changes. Yeah.
0: Close up on her eyeball in terror, her mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, retinal scan just needs an eyeball. I guess
1: (laughs) spoilers. Yeah. Well, Uh,
0: and then we uh, we switch over
1: to uh, a college campus.
0: That's right. That's right. I, this has got to be Empire State University, I, I believe. Um, and, and some chicks checking Otto slash Peter out yeah. <laughs> and uh, kind of offering him a tour of the campus. And, you know, he, he plays it cool. But um, <laughs> Peter, once again, pretty funny. Easy, Otto. I'm too old for these girls. And you, you're too old for their mothers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he, and he does say out loud, Empire State University, yeah, this takes me back. And, uh, and Peter re- responds to that saying, no, what it does is it takes you away from being Spider-Man. What are you thinking? You have a full-time job and you're an Avenger. What? You're going to walk away from more fires because you want another degree? That's insane. <laughs> and he, he, he walks up and... Uh, Meeting a Dean here? Who's, yeah, Dean uh, Goldman. Yeah, and uh, she she kind of um, I think this is the woman who
0: gave uh, Spider-Man the award for returning or uh, on camera, returning some. Of yeah, the, uh, the stolen the stolen property. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, she says, uh, Mr. Parker, there you are. Um, Dean Goldman. I can't tell you how thrilled we are to have such a illustrious alumnus re-enroll.
0: Think nothing of it.
1: But after such a generous donation.
0: And Peter then, chirps in. Yeah,
1: of my money. <laughs> and a reference from Spider-Man himself? Still can't believe you did that. How could we say no? This way, please.
0: Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there's the matter of your thesis, and you still have a credit in advanced physics to complete. We are partway through the semester. Sure you'll be able to catch up? Child's play. Glad you think so. Most students think... Dr. Lemaze's class to be most challenging. Yeah, well, I'm going with Lemaze here, and yeah, yeah. And it's, all, it's all with the with the higher ah, uh, not the not the A, but the ah uh, <laughs> well, well, we get we
0: get a sort of clue here because, um, you know the. Basically, they're coming in on an end of a class and everybody's getting up. Um, the professor read up next week. We'll be discussing Pym's theory of dimensional displaced mass. So so we get a, another reference to a cool Marvel character, yep. Hank Pym. So that's kind of cool. Um, Ant-Man slash Giant-Man, yes, depending yes. on
1: his mood for the day.
0: And the dean, the class is ending. So the dean takes Peter to meet him um, and says, oh, the good doctor here will also be on your review board. Oh, the famous Mr. Parker, nice to finally meet you. And Otto's reaction... Don the Schnoz, Lamaze? Is this for okay. real? And so yeah. that's why I'm going with Lamaze because it rhymes. So whatever. And and he is a big college professor, and he's got a big honking Schnoz. <laughs> so and and it's hilarious because this is a uh, auto internally unbelievable. Years ago, Lamaze and I were classmates together. The man's an idiot, a buffoon, <laughs> and uh, sort of under his breath, sh- uh, Schnoz. Doctor Lamaz says Schnoz. No one's called me that in. Years. He doesn't seem too happy about it. I don't think it's uh, a name that makes him feel good. <laughs> I'll see you bright and early on Monday, Parker be prepared to impress me. Um, and this I have to draw attention to because this is the first cameo hand appearance of my new favorite Spider-Man character. Uh, the class is ending of course Uh, Dr. Lamaze is walking away and we see a hand appear with a card with a card and a disembodied voice saying, wow, nice and first impression slick here. If you're going to survive this class, you're going to need this. And, uh, you know, Otto looks what a Marconi tutor chemistry and physics. I of all people do not need miss. Where, where, Where did she go? And she just sort of disappeared. Whoever gave him the note disappeared. But, uh. The Bluetooth. No time to investigate further because the Bluetooth goes off. Priority one call for Spider Man from the mayor's office. Put it through. You're needed right away at Ravencroft Asylum. So now, in suit, Spider Man investigating mm-hmm. the damage.
1: Mayor Jameson, Chief Pratchett,
0: Officer Cooper, what do we have here? Another escape, webslinger. Eight dead this time. First, Dr. Op- Octopus, then Morbius, and now it's this. Well, you know, it is it is a lot like uh, uh, Arkham Asylum in that, like, they can't seem to keep anybody contained. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, another parallel, perhaps. Uh, and, you know,
1: it makes sense that they would have some sort of facility to keep all these sort of super villains
0: yeah, around, insane. you know,
1: something that's a little bit more, um, well, you would hope uh, more uh, well secure, you yes. know, a little bit of a higher end prison or, or, or such. Not. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem to be. You know, they 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 always get away, don't they? That's
0: right. But that's that's why we get new issues of comics because yes. the,
1: the bad guys keep getting away.
0: So uh, Jameson really laying this breakout on the feet of Spider Man. Um, this again, I thought you were past blaming everything on Spider Man. Obviously, I was wrong, uh, and then. Jonah lets him know it was Marcus Lyman massacre, a mass killer, a man whose life you saved. You promised me he would never escape, that he would never kill again. Eight more men and women are dead and their blood is on your hands. And, you know, at first, Otto tries to argue, uh, but then he gives up. But I you're you're right. I was a fool. And so, you know, Peter had, I, I guess, captured Massacre, um, but spared his life yeah. and uh, had him incarcerated.
1: Yeah. And at this point, Peter's like bummed out too. Ghost yeah. Jedi Ghost Peters. He's saying, Jonah, I'm so sorry. Wait, you said men and and then you flip the page. Women. Ashley, what did he do to you? And you see uh,
0: Dr. Ashley Kafka.
1: Yeah. She's Kafka. laid out um, Dr. Coffee and yeah, Doctor Coffee. Doctor uh, and Doctor Coffee is missing an eye. <laughs> yes, so.
0: and uh, no longer alive. So, you know, both Ghost Jedi Peter and Doc Ock take this pretty personally. You know, uh, Jedi Peter, this is all my fault. I have to do something. Got to get control of my body. Find massacre, massacre and bring him to justice once and for all. I swear, no one else dies today. And then, and then Otto jumps in out loud. That's it. Not one more innocent life. I was an idiot to let this lunatic live. That stops now. I give you my word, Jameson. I will end this man. So they're both pumped, but, um, Otto is willing to take a life, namely massacres. Yeah. And so he looks at him. Where is he now? Where's massacre? And we have another scene change to, uh, Burger Town. Burger town, a little fast food joint there all uh, the time, yes, Burger town, very good, their french fries are great, but you just gotta eat them in about the first five minutes after they cool, they're not very good, yeah, they start so, to get all gross, yeah, and- and Burger King, that's what I'm thinking. Burger
1: King. <laughs> this podcast not brought to you by Burger King, yes. <laughs> obviously. <laughs>
0: And uh Masker's taken this entire group house hostage. Uh he ha- he has a heavy weapon, but he's he's sitting there on the counter sipping, you know, from, from a, a cup or whatever. Very and- casual looking too. You know, he's <laughs> got the,
1: the gun on on uh, some family or something, but he's very uh kind of cool and calm about it though. Yeah. It's not like he's um you know, Nick Cave and O'Malley's bar staying on top of the bar counter shooting down people. You know, he's just he's there relaxing, slurping on
0: a soda. Staggerly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and, and
1: Look it know, up, kids. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, you're right, because uh, the whole time with him, he is very emotionless and uh, just very casual about what he's doing and whatnot. And uh, of course, it's kind of funny. Do you have mocha cola? This is fizzy cola. I don't like fizzy cola. And then this petrified kid who's, oh, like, the, the, working behind the, the counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Burger Town is a subsidiary of Physico. We only serve fizzy cola That's a shame. I'd kill for a moca cola <laughs> So he, he's a Coke
1: guy. He's not a Pepsi guy. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. So he sets down the rules for his hostages. Uh, these are the rules. Mobile devices, car keys, and wallets on the floor. I lock you up in the back and no one has to die. The meal, your money, one of your cars, and I'm gone. It actually makes my life easier. I can serve my ammo. And so long as none of you try to be a hero, this will all work out just fine for everyone.
1: And he's, he's kind of looking over at the, out of the corner of his eye, it looks like, to the, uh, that uh, uh, cashier yeah. who is pressing the silent alarm.
0: Yes. You had to do that, didn't you? You should know, this gun didn't kill anyone. I didn't kill anyone. That man did. He broke the rules. (laughs) Dude, that is the sound of everybody (laughs) in a fast food restaurant dying. Um, Yeah. Call me Hollywood. (laughs) That's right, except for (laughs) two people. Uh, And it really kind of is a cool image. It's not like particularly crazy or graphic art, but it it's a picture of massacre, um and, you know, the barrel of his rifle sort of spitting fire, so to speak, and um the the sound effects, but the very shadowed look on his face, yeah. sort of callous and cold as he just slays all these
1: it's, guys. It's kind of a, a gruesome scene without being gory. Right. You no, you
0: hit it the they, all. They definitely
1: yeah. get the, the point across is very effective, but they they didn't have to go, um, you know, with brains splattered all over yeah, the yeah. place. And I mean, there's, there's some blood as you'll, as you'll see, but you know, it's, it's nothing, um, uh, nothing too graphic.
0: That's right. Yeah. It is a
1: Spider-Man comic at the end of the day.
0: That's right. That's right. And, um, there are a couple of survivors, uh, a young mother and her crying baby and a uh, very casually massacre approaches him, walks right up to her, leans down. She's cowering on the ground, takes a big old slurp of his fizzy cola. It's all right. I left you alive on purpose. I need you as hostages for now. So another change of scene and Superior Spider-Man has infiltrated the, uh, I guess this is the home or is this the private lab? Oh, yeah, this is the lab, yeah, I this think, is, yeah, of the law, too. Yeah. It's yeah. Still- Parker's next door neighbor at Horizon. And, uh, you know, full Spider-Man outfit crawling on the wall. Stop what you're doing. Spider-Man, how did you get in here? Oh, geez, you're friends with Parker. He sent you to get me, didn't he? What? No. Look, I don't have time for this. It pains me to say it, but I need your help. Me? Why do you— Your facial recognition software. I figured it out a while back. You gave it to the Wraith, and it helped her locate and hunt down criminals. Don't deny it. Yeah, that was me, but nobody knows. I can keep your secret, Jackson, but you must help me incorporate your program into my spider-bots. There's a mass murderer heading into the city. I have to find him before he kills again.
1: And we cut back to Massacre, uh, stepping out of a car with the, uh, the woman and her kid, uh, and they've made it to, uh, to Times Square. Um, he actually says, we're here, uh, Times Square. You're free to go. And she responds, really? Just like that? Yes. But make a scene and I open fire on both of you and countless others. Do you understand me? Yes. Start walking east and be aware there are two options. One. I blend into the crowd. You never see me again. Or two. I follow you for five to ten blocks. If at any given, or excuse me, if at any time you call out, I kill you and your son. I, I
0: beg you, don't.
1: Quiet. Go.
0: Yeah, and she just walks off. Uh, you know, I think he's a real it, class act yeah, this he guy. is he's a cold psycho. You know, um, I think if I were her, it's like, what do you do? Do you, you flip out? Obviously doing that too soon, uh, you know, probably certainly will die. She saw him just massacred the entire, uh, you know, Burger Town restaurant. Yeah, But um, I think maybe I would like walk a couple of blocks, and then if there was a bank, maybe I would go into a bank with some armed guards or something. Well, this is Times
1: Square. That place is crawling with cops. Yeah. So
0: Probably a lot of...
1: You wouldn't have to go too far to bump into one, but, you know, at the same time, you know, he's talking about just going about and blending in and not killing anyone else so you're risking a lot of lives if you do tell but on the other hand it's one of those moral decisions you have to make do some people die right now and he gets apprehended by the cops or do i let him go he doesn't kill anyone now but how many others will he kill in the future It's one of those kind of impossible catch-22 situations.
0: Yeah, I think I would just be thinking about surviving afraid and just want some kind of authority figure. But, you know, even if you do get a cop— This is why
1: we need an armed citizenry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The cops just got a sidearm. You know, this guy has some sort of fully automatic weapon. So, uh, you know, no problem with killing cops as he did to uh, escape Ravencroft.
1: Also, as he's walking, uh, walking through I spy a BC Boys hoodie. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So no sleep till Brooklyn. Yes. This is a really cool page. This is the, the final page of the issue. Yep. Um, we're returning back to uh, Vulture's little child minions. They're flying around um, talking to each other. One says uh, the one on the left says the Vulture's gone. The one on the right says, yeah, Spidey messed him up. Good. Cops know about the hangout. Can't go back there. We stay out here. Won't be long till one of those spider eye things sees us and. Damn it. Look, Gully. We're
0: screwed. Spider-Man's going to get us now.
1: And then we see a very familiar uh, boot crushed down purple with a curled up toe and green scales behind it Yeah, <laughs> crushed down on one of the spider bots destroys it. Would you like to voice him or should I voice him? No, we
0: won't. You Spread go. the word. There's someone who can keep you all safe from the spider. Someone who knows his every trick and how to crush him once for all. And that would be me.
1: And if you couldn't tell by Ruben's voice, yes. <laughs> that is um, the Green
0: Goblin. Yes, perhaps
1: arguably Spider-Man's greatest villain of all absolutely, time. The most absolutely. recognizable Um, he's, he's the big one. He is, uh, to Spider-Man what the Joker is to Batman. He is that, that number one villain that comes to most people's mind when you talk about Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. I love Venom. I love a lot of these other guys, but let's be real, it's about the goblin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh what do you think of his his depiction? Because the last image is a close-up of his face and uh kind of interesting. You know, the Green Goblin's been depicted in in so many sort of ways and you know, wearing the mask, but he's he's been a Power Ranger in the movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: armor, whatever. I've always liked the more Cloth mask-like depictions, uh, you know, both Harry and Norman go insane at different points and maniacal and no details about Peter's life. And I've always loved that insa- insanity sort of translated through the mask. And yeah. that was one of the things that frustrated me in the movie with the armored mask was that you didn't get that personality shining through, right. you know. there's uh, was Willem Dafoe, too. They could have done it so well. Oh, but, my gosh. You know? Have
1: you ever seen uh, – they were doing – a, uh there's screen test footage out there of I don't think it's necessarily Defoe in the mess, but there is a more traditional Green Goblin mess that they tried out. And yeah. it looked so good. I have no and, and just with what's with, with screen testing and not even really in uh on a set or anything. Yeah. And it looked good just by itself. I could only imagine what it would have looked like actually in the movie when they would have very specific angles and shadow effects it's and things such like a pity that.
0: Because they could they still could have had a compromise, you know, just to go off on this brief tangent. Like they the armored mask made sense because he was selling it as a military weapon, so I get it. But yeah. underneath, there could have been some sort of inner mask that he wore, maybe absorbs sweat or keeps him cool or whatnot. And so yeah. let's say the armored mask gets blown off at that point, and then we have below it this sort of cloth mask that he wears underneath for some utilitarian purpose, yeah. um, and that's the, that's the green goblin mask. This one, it's not my favorite, but I think I like it. I think he's very demonic. He's got the you know it's, sort of large canines. I think it's, it's fairly reminiscent of the old school uh, goblin, sure
1: that we've sure. seen before. The uh, Mister John Ramita Senior, the the good Ramita. The good Ramita. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've seen him draw so many times in the past. Um, I dig it. Yeah.
0: I dig it, and it is it is sort of an important reveal because, especially so far, um, besides you know, obviously Otto Octavius's role, there have been a lot of small time villains. You know, the the sort of C sinister six we got, uh, even this new guy Massacre. Um, you know, he might be some real tough customer, but he's not a cool classic Spider Man villain. Right, and and now we get the OG. Spider-Man villain, the original gangsta right here. (laughs) And so uh, definitely a cool cliffhanger, you know, for, I think for Spidey fans, is
1: it a spoiler as to whether or not this
0: is Norman? Um, yeah, I think so. It's sort of not really spelled out the true identity of it for okay. a while. Well,
1: I'll ask you off, mic. Yeah, then, and, and I'm
0: Hobgoblin makes appearances too, and of course, Hobgoblin's another villain that has had many people under the mask, and so they do play around with this. Actually, you really don't get much resolution until the very end of Superior Spider-Man. I don't know if it's exactly yeah. There was issue that, uh, what was a Goblin Nation or something like that that happened at the end of the series. Yeah, I think that was really seeing. cool stuff. I, I I think some of the best superior stuff continues yeah. in later issues. Was that right? F- Goblin Nation, was that what it was called? Yeah, I believe so. Something like, something that. like a three to five parter or something yeah. like that. You know, it's probably a trade's worth, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but really good stuff. So fun issue. Yeah. Yeah. Really I cool.
1: Had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Um we uh Didn't quite see the payoff to the cover, though. There was never really a confrontation between Spidey and Massacre. I guess maybe that might be next issue.
0: No, that's that's a good fair point. It was, you know, marginally misleading, you know. Uh, But one of the things that I thought were sort of important in this issue is, like, uh Spidey's willingness uh you know Otto's willingness to to you to be more violent and to be more brutal and the fact that the criminal underworld is sort of aware of this he's getting this reputation but at the same time we're introduced to a character who will not be intimidated by that in any right. kind of way? Massacre is not going to be afraid of getting pummeled in the face. He's out to murder people, mm-hmm. and so just getting his butt kicked or thrown in jail really isn't a big deal to him. Um, well, the, well, the the good one-eyed doctor
1: even um, went so far as to spell out that he is incapable of putting value on human
0: life. Right. right so right, yeah. he's, perhaps he's even just a his man. Own. Perhaps. Right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. Be interesting to see where this goes. So I guess it's time for uh pick of the week there, buddy. Uh yeah, so um
1: I'm going to try and have this episode up either uh tomorrow which would be uh Tuesday or on Wednesday cuz I think maybe we talked about possibly doing two episodes this yeah, week. Yeah, we're
0: going to try and catch up a little f- but bit we're, for you But we we're
1: recording on Monday, so we don't know uh what comics uh or we've not had a chance to really read well, any I, comics I from the 30th. I guess what
0: you would pick from
1: last but week? <laughs> going from last week? Uh, (laughs) Full disclosure With the, the concert and everything That we went to in Washington I've not had a chance to sit down with it what is freaking Batman is, is yes. the finale to zero yes. year. I'm so, I'm, I'm going to read it tonight. I believe it's issue 33. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A um, gorgeous cover too. I really think it's just, it's colorful. The the lions, Batman, you know, sort of the sun dappling through these branches, yeah. you know, uh, Gotham city, if you haven't been reading is been taken over by the Riddler and sort of reduced to just a jungle habitat, you know, vegetation overgrowing or whatnot. Yeah.
1: And, uh, it's a really cool cover. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading it, too. You know, some people have complained that maybe Zero Year was going on for a little bit too long. And, you know, it has been a longer storyline than what we're used to in comics uh, today, at least. You know, gener- generally a story arc's done in four or five issues or six issues. And you move on to the next Um but it's not like it hasn't been good. I've really like, enjoyed it. I've, yeah. not, I've not got to a point in Zero Year where I was like, gosh, I wish they would just hurry up and wrap this up. I was like, no, give me more. Yeah. And so now we're finally seeing the uh, the conclusion to it all. Um, it was really good. good. Really I bet good story you will
0: enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about a long one, not only was it a 12-issue arc – Uh, But remember, some of those early issues were oversized issues with, uh, you know, cover prices of six, seven dollars. There were several, I think, like twenty four, twenty five, one of them with the just all black cover. Mm -hmm. Like um, those were big books. So So there's a
1: lot of content. There's
0: a lot of content. If they ever do an omnibus or something like that, it's going to be a thick mother. It is going to be awesome looking on the shelf. So really good stuff. I am going to go with Warren Ellis's new image book, Supreme Blue Rose, um, which I just sort of got on a whim and um, interesting story. But really the thing that got me uh, was the art in it. Um, I believe it's a combination of pencils and digital work, but they sort of do this thing where you know the the pencils are drawn out and then you know if you've ever read a 3d book without 3d glasses and sort of what you see is the image and then just just slightly to the side the same image with red lines and mm-hmm. the same image with blue lines and sort of this doubled look to it it's not a 3D book, but it sort of has a similar effect where the lines are just slightly askew with yeah. other colors or whatnot. But very interesting, very distinct. Um,
1: are the lines blurred between good and evil in the story? <laughs> um, Is the artwork symbolic of that?
0: I, uh, I'm not sure that I could say it. You know, <laughs> like a lot of uh, number ones, a little bit of setup. And, you know, there's elements of it that, you know, you might get a few issues in and be like, oh, that was very... Very pointed. That was very, but I don't know what those are yet. Okay, Uh, fair enough. But certainly the imagery was very cool, and um, the dialogue between the characters was fine and enjoyable. But something different. I wanted to go for it.
1: Warnell is just killing it lately. You know, we were joking a little bit earlier, and maybe we've talked about this before on the show as part of a recommendation or pick of the week. Um, His Moon Knight series has been great, but not super wordy. At all, you will yeah. flip through several pages before you come across another uh, word of dialogue. But man, the action in that book has been so well written, gorgeous artwork to accompany it, um, and then people are also saying really great things about Trees, which is another Warren yes. Ellis book. Yeah, so he's yeah, just firing well. on all cylinders yeah. right now.
0: And I think I think Supreme Blue Rose is a, uh, I think it's a mini series. I, I don't think it's an non- ongoing. No, so, I'm curious. And um, is Trees the same way? as it an ongoing or a miniseries? Do you
1: uh, Trees, from what I understand, is ongoing. I could okay. be mistaken, but uh, you know, it, it might be one of those things uh, to where you know maybe he's got a set storyline, and maybe Image will go back and look at the sales and they'll see if they they'll continue or not. Right, that like makes sense. I don't, I've not seen any announcement saying that Trees is going to go in for forty issues, but I've also not seen anything that says it's going to end with issue five. So, um. We'll just see where it goes, really. Uh, that's that's one of the, the cool things about uh, having a brand new original concept. I mean, you know. Things like Spider Man, Batman, they're really fun to read because you, but they're going to go on forever. You know, as long as people are buying it, there's going to be more issues of those characters. But some of this kind of more independent creator on books, you know, it can go either way. Um, And it's really nice to see a a successful or a really good book be successful and and continue on, like Saga or or Walking Dead, even for that matter. Mm. You know, that could have very easily, you know, been over, you know, at issue six or whatever. Um, But, uh, it's good to see these 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 uh, more independent
0: titles having a lot of success
1: right now. Heck yeah, so, okay for sure.
0: So our next issue, Superior Spider-Man, is our last for this arc, um, and uh, I guess by that time we will let you know, give you a heads up about uh, what we're going to be reading next.
1: Yeah, um, I have a uh, interview episode coming yeah, up. Yeah,
0: we're trying to get so, that planned have out. Some
1: comic yeah. chat, just talk about the. The industry and some of the things that this particular creator has done because right. he is a creator in his own right, he right has right. had published work, yeah. so there's that to, to look forward Very to. Very
0: exciting to be mm-hmm. able to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, met uh, Dan Johnson a couple of times, yes, and just Dan Johnson. a really good guy, and a, a really sharp mind, too. Uh, yeah. Holds the
1: conversation really well, too. Yeah. Very interesting guy to talk to,
0: absolutely, absolutely, and uh some great Facebook posts, Uh, a lot of funny stuff. This guy, this guy has. So, um, hopefully we can work that out soon. And, uh, it won't be quite as long as a wait as a uh, volume three issue four was for <laughs> for you guys out there. But we're glad you tuned in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: thank you for doing the show with me. Dude, thanks for doing the show with me. Uh, and very quickly, just a reminder, 336cast.com. You can find previous episodes of the Stormcrow Comic Cast. You can find other shows on there like the Three Beards, like the 336cast, like Name Redacted, like Opposed Thumbs. Um, and that video game podcast that I keep talking about It's going to be on there.
0: Midnight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's coming. Just with Stormcrow Comic Castle was in the same position for a while. That's you right, know, like yeah. it was like every episode of the Three Beards for like, you know, ten episodes or whatever it was like, trust me, this comic show's gonna <laughs> happen and it just kept building up. And we eventually got online
0: storm crow time it's different than you know the 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 hours of the clock and the days of the (laughs) calendar it's a different system right (laughs) exactly uh, but it is a system i uh, i assure you
1: (laughs) so we'll be back with superior spider-man number five wrap up my own worst enemy volume one of superior um and until then we'll see you next week yeah or, or later this week. Who yes. knows? Who knows what the future holds. <laughs> Bye.